I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along Okay, we're here. We are on our final lap. We're here. The final, we did it. the final lap. The the last caregiver in a long line of caregivers. We have been put on the lap, and it's either for bounces or for spankings. Or for spankings, and we don't know yet. We'll find out as the episode progresses. We sure will. Okay. All right. This is the the last round of the Counter Extraordinaires Countathon, and as the Counter Extraordinaire, I'm here to do closing ceremonies. Fanfare plays in the background. Yes. I'm lighting the uh, proverbial torch and a literal torch because you guys can't see what I'm doing. So I'm saying I'm lighting a torch. You'll have to wow. believe oh, me. Wow. Oh, that, that really just went up, huh? Look I at know. that. It's beautiful. I how, put a lot of, like, how did kerosene you, How on did that. you make the fire rainbow? It's uh, beautiful. Yeah, that's just magic. Oh, my. The, f- the smoke formed like like a like a safety pin, like a diaper pin. That, that was incredible. So yeah, this is it's, amazing. You know how, like, you look at fireworks and yeah. they, like, sometimes make patterns, like, hearts yeah. and stuff? It's the same same software. Ama- same software. <laughs> it's amazing. Incredible. Okay. I we, programmed it this way. <laughs> we programmed the fire. Cool. Okay, so so we're on the closing ceremonies. The, yeah. The torch has been lit. Yeah. I want to say, first and foremost, this has been a really, really fun experience because sure I just love seeing people counting and doing just a fantastic job. And the, some people will come at me with the utmost precision, like this episode where they said, Sophie, you know, you did stutter on one of the words. And <laughs> I don't know if that counts as one or two words. So actually, it's this number or this number. Also, Sophie and Chloe, you also said diaper two times after the oh time my gosh, that you I said know. that you weren't going to say diaper it anymore. It was so upsetting. Do those I, count? So it could be this number or this number or this number, depending on how you do it. Also, does dip count? Because you did say, no. you did say hippy dippy, because apparently people don't know that's a normal <laughs> phrase that people say. So it's like, does that count? So Never. I got some emails with like, six different numbers but all for like like a breakdown of reasons yeah okay um but the conclusion was that we came to the number is 19 Woo! discounting the two at the end because the, the, then it would be don't. 21 it's not, it's not right and that's i'm sorry we're so it, sorry it was not intentional it was such a tragedy i i edited it i i counted and everything i'm like yeah this is the right amount of number i counted it perfectly this time i've got a breakdown and everything great Oh, yeah. Kimmy is supposed to be in diapers at the end. That's yeah. true, Chloe. Send file. <laughs> yep. I, 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 no part of my ba- brain clicked until, like, the next day when I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> we got so many emails about it. And uh, so, anyway, 19 is the number we're going yeah. with. Minus those two at the end that didn't count. And I'm giving a plus one, minus one to... Uh, my stuttering one because I don't know where I did it. Some people told yeah. me, but I didn't go back and listen. So I don't know sure. if I counted or, or didn't count it. So 19 is what we're going with. If you did not guess 19, then you were not in the raffle. I think we had like five people, um, but only three winners. So I will give you those winners now so you can look forward to a $30 gift card for abdlr.com, the ABDL store brick-and-mortar store in Denver, Colorado. Do so you- if you're ever in the area. Since we've done this... I. Do, do they have bricks and mortars? Um, like, do they have both? 
Are you sure? I haven't been there. I can't be sure that it's brick and mortar. Like, what if it's just brick? Or what if it's just mortar? Like, can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. Or what if it has neither? What if it's, what if they're just, like, it's under false pretenses? Maybe I mispronounced it. Maybe it's, like, bib and por porter. Like, porter potties. What? what, what? Because diapers what? are basically portable what? potties. Sophie, so that's that, what it is. No. It's basically nope. bibs no. and no. portable That joke? Potties. You got an F. That, that that was terrible. An F that, that for fantastic. No, an F for failure. That 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 was fantastic such a joke, Sophie. Oh my gosh. That's thanks, Chloe. Thanks for that great grade that I got. F is one of the best grades you can get. Just under S for stupendous. So that's like the second best grade. <laughs> Continue the episode. I keep it going. Okay, so the winners for last week's countathon are Kira, woo! Tuna, woo! And Felix, woo! Yeah! Incredible. I hope that comes out well on the audio. Me too. I was slapping down to, on random things to, around us. Like, I was trying no, to like, no, like a rock of no, applause. It's fine. I, no, yeah. I, I think it the, came the crowd went wild. <sighs> like that, you know. Why do people always like do that really quietly when the crowd goes wild? Like, doesn't the, the crowd like, going <sighs> wild like really loud? Yeah, but you're far away from it, so it's like. <sighs> I guess I've never been really far away from a crowd when it goes wild, so. <laughs> now I'm really worried that my, like, <sighs> isn't picking up on the thing, so, like, people are just like, what is she doing? She's not saying anything. <laughs> I wonder, you know how there's, like, girls gone wild, like, pornos? I wonder if there's yeah. just crowds gone wild, and it's just, like, a whole, like, hour and a half long video of just crowds being, yeah, you go! But Whoa, like go sports teams! But, like, in diapers. Well, that's... So it could be lewd. <laughs> That's the only lewd thing about it. Is yeah. all the crowds are in diapers. Yeah. No, because so you could have you could have like each person in the crowd be lewd in a different way. You could have like if you okay, there, there's all these crowds, mm -hmm. and you're looking at the crowds, and you can like zoom in on the crowds, and you could find people wearing like furry outfits. Okay. Or you could find people in like leather. Or you could find people getting spanked. Or like okay, yeah. so it's just like kinks in general. Yes. Crowd gone wild. Yeah. Okay. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Man, we our, our train of thought is taking taking the the scenic route today. It sure is. Okay, so now let's get into this week's the final counter extraordinaire countathon that will be rewarded with thirty dollar gift cards to abdlr.com as well as the title counter extraordinaire that you can take home. And this week we're going to have not one, not two. Not three, but five winners. Because that's counting. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie, so, <laughs> I, I argued with her a little bit on it, but she, she assured I'm me. I'm 100% positive. And then she said, I, who's I the counter-extraordinaire? Yes, and I listened to the original episode where we started like teaching everyone counting, and yep. I, I distinctly say it's one, two, three, five, so there's five winners, that's Chloe. That's, that's 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 what it is. So if you have I've been not, outvoted, right? If you have not won in the past, even though you might have gotten the numbers right, then that's okay because now you have a higher percent chance of winning because there are more winners. That's math. So continue to play, and if you already won, you can continue to play too, but you can't win again because that's, that's not math. The rule. So for all the people playing this time, you probably want to know what the final word is. It's I I know. Now we've had we've had adults. For we, the first yeah. one. Yeah. We've had baby. We've had baby. And last week's was diaper. Yeah. And we've had a lot of people banging on our doors like, 
I know there's a pattern. I, I see it. The pattern's there. It was but like, there's not a pattern. There's not a pattern. I'm These sorry. These are just four words that we've chosen at random. Arbitrary decisions. They are not related to each other in any capacity. Exactly. So we want to give you the fourth and final word for the Counter Extraordinary Countathon. And that word is lover. I know. You might be thinking, what a weird word, lover. Does it count if they say love? Well, no. (laughs) It doesn't. (laughs) Because we say love a lot. So, so far, throughout this this transmission, this broadcast that you're picking up, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can count so far us saying the word lover three times, not five so far. Yes, officially we have said it three times. Not not love. Love does not count. I love to say love, but I don't often say lover. Right, so just hopefully should be easier. Easier for everyone. Everyone exactly. involved. I'm excited. Including us, who have to count these. <laughs> <laughs> because, man, did we have a time on those first two. It's because we said them like a bajillion times. And then we didn't say, we didn't say diaper like at all. It was great. It, it was wild. It was a lot easier. We had like 20 whole minutes, I think, of the last episode where we didn't say diaper even it's, once. It was really rough because it's like when you're taking a multiple choice test and you've guessed, or you, you've correctly written C like 15 times and you're like, are you serious? Because <laughs> this, I must be wrong. I, I've got to be wrong, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh-oh. <laughs> How have we not said diaper for 15 minutes? This yeah. is unbelievable. Ah. Uh, okay. Let's start the episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, welcome to The Usual Bet, an 18 and up age play discussion podcast. Every week we make a bet and a loser is in diapers for the next episode. I am the big sister and OG first edition counter extraordinaire Sophie Elizabeth. I am the baby sister and kind of surprised bet loser Chloe Elizabeth. I guess a lot of people like those new agey, um, like song-ish lullabies. It was really close though. Like it, it was, was. It was I, really close. I'd bet. say it was a split. I love when our bets are pretty close like this. Me too. It me makes, too. It makes me feel like it's a good bet. Okay, Sophie. We've we just we discussed in advance this time this episode. We had a we had a discussion, a breakdown of what we wanted it to be. Yeah. I changed my mind. What are you not, What are you talking about? <laughs> I want to do had, something else. No, we had a whole talk. Yeah, no, we I want to do it. We, we've, it's, we've got like, like graphs. No, like, don't worry like, about no, that. No, we've got charts, we PowerPoint demonstrations. Time. But we're not going to have another episode like this one. I, I was thinking what? of ways. I was thinking of ways that we can say the word lover more frequently throughout than, this episode. Than never. Than never, because that's an insane word that no one ever uses. <laughs> Yeah. Why we chose it, I don't know. It but, was the arbitrary decision process. Right. So I'm trying to, I was trying to come up with ways that maybe we can say lover a little more frequently. Okay. And um, recently on the server, uh, we have a Discord server. Basically, if you're a member of our Patreon, you have access to the server um, and you can come and like chat. And like sometimes we're on there, but uh, there's just a lot of really good people. There's a lot of um, wonderful people. It's always great discussion. But on the Discord, um, there was a conversation earlier in the week that was about um, why people joined our Discord. Okay. And... Actually, you know what? I did see that one. Yeah. And um, a lot of the stories were just so, so sweet and so nice. Like, someone joined... Remember, like, there was that episode where I was doing, like, really bad and having that, like, The mental health... 
Yeah, like, I felt yeah. oversaturated with a lot of little stuff, yeah. and I was just feeling bad about it, and, like, I, it was not a fun episode. I was really depressed the whole episode, but I had someone was like, yeah, I joined because, like, I wanted to show my support for it's Sophie. so cute. And then Ugh. I had someone else who, like, listened to the show, and they sent us an email, and then we replied to the email, and we said something about, like, how you don't have to hide who you are, and that's mm-hmm, a big part mm-hmm, of our mm-hmm. show, is being, like, open about who you are, and about what you like, and making it not a weird thing. <laughs> so, um, as I was going through all this, I was getting really emotional, because yeah, that's what I do. So um, knowing that our show means so much to so many people, and that they're willing to come and support us. It gives us the drive to keep going. Yeah, and it just, it makes me feel like this is really worth something, and that this, like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't have to always perform, because some some episodes where we don't perform are the ones people like the most. Or Which the is ones wild. That, I know, that gravitate toward our Patreon and to our Discord, um, are those episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought in today's episode to um, overinflate the use of the word lover, <laughs> we can talk about the things we just really love about being who we are and the things in our lives. Okay, and, that's cute. I like that. Yeah, like uh, kind of stories about ABDL... And maybe stuff that if we ever told our teenage selves, like, hey, this is actually going to happen and this is going to feel so good. And, like, we might not even believe ourselves. Like, the fact that that we can ever be at the point that we are now where we don't just hate this thing about ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And because our show has always been about community, it's always been about connecting with people, I really want to make this episode about a demonstration of just how great it is to be an age player. That's so cute and sappy. You're so cute. You're such a cute, sweet, soft girl. Thanks. Okay, I love it. I'm on board. Let's 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 do it. Are we gonna like like break it down into like A B D L or are we just gonna just like spit stories back? I think and we'll forth? just do some stories. I think like maybe some stuff that we might not have talked about on the show before for whatever reason, but maybe it's just stuff that's had really emotional impacts on us or stuff that like we we didn't realize about ourselves and stuff like that um i think that's the way to go that that sounds good i can lead us off if you want yeah lead us off i'm 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 swirling in choices i've got choice paralysis i'm like this story no this story no this story no if i can riff off of your story that'll help me pick awesome let me start simple all right when i was a teenager um I I watched an episode of Scrubs, and it was one of my favorite. My diaper changed that episode. Uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> no. um, there was an episode of Scrubs where JD's dating this girl, and um, she winds up being someone who's trying to like steal drugs from the hospital. I remember that episode. Like I remember every episode of Scrubs. Yeah, because we've seen it like a thousand times. <laughs> um, but this. In this episode in particular, and this is a really innocuous tidbit of the episode that I'm sure 90% of people are going to listen to this and be like, that happened? I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's not momentous to them, but it was momentous to me. Okay, continue. Um, I was like 16 at the time or something like that, and I was watching the show, and the girl goes into the bathroom, 
mm-hmm. and she comes out of the bathroom um, wearing nothing but panties and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And she looks over at JD and she, obviously they're going to like have sex and yeah. their, it's their whole thing. And um, she comes out and she's just in this t-shirt and panties and she looks at JD and she's like, you know, a lot of people are like into like lingerie or whatever, but like, I just think this is a look like just t-shirt, t-shirt yeah. and underwear. That's a look. And I'm like, you know what, girl? You're right. That is a look. I'm so into this look. And then growing up from then, uh, my teenage years, my young adult years, anytime mm-hmm. I was with a girl, um, I really like seeing her in just panties and a t-shirt. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I really, like, I, I like it. Is like, that why I like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an, it's an aesthetic thing that I'm just like, I, I just, I don't know why. It's, there's something really appealing about just, like, the curves. And I'm into bigger girls, and I like seeing curves, so... Like, um, seeing panties on a girl, not even, like, thongs or something slutty, but full-cut panties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cotton, basic, not interesting, not patterned, not lingerie, not lacy panties. Normal, basic cotton panties and just a t-shirt. And for some reason, this was always super attractive to me. And any time I was with a girl, that was my favorite thing to see her in. Especially, I think, in part because it's a very casual thing. Well, I I recently started dating Lyra. Mm-hmm. I mean, recently, as in like six months ago at this yeah. point. But it's uh, I started dating Lyra, and uh, she posted a picture, or I think she sent me a picture. Maybe she posted on Twitter. I don't remember. She sent me a picture of just her in front of her mirror um, in just a T-shirt and a diaper. And it was so cute and so attractive mm-hmm. and part of me like clicked in this moment the reason I like girls and panties and a t-shirt and not sexy panties just full mm-hmm, cut mm-hmm. cotton panties is because it has this very baby diaper and t-shirt vibe that totally makes sense oh my god Chloe walked <laughs> That's around why you all like the it? time in just a diaper and a t-shirt and I'm just like She's so attractive right now. Like, that's so sexy. It is is one of my my main styles. And I I didn't realize that literally until I started dating a little. Because, I mean, I've I've had exes in diapers before. Like, old girlfriends who, when we were together, they would wear a diaper for me or whatever. But they were never, Mm -hmm. like, a little. Like, I've talked about it on the show before. I'd never wanted to date a little. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Since coming out with a lot of poly stuff. And now I have my mommy. I feel like I definitely have more room in my life to date someone like that. And I, I do find diapers very attractive. I find diapers very sexy. So, um, seeing Lyra dressed in just this diaper and a t-shirt, I'm just, like, swooning. And That's so cute. It really made me realize not only the, the projection that I put upon this episode of Scrubs in my youth, but mm-hmm. also I am a diaper lover. I I love diapers. Like, they're I, I mm-hmm. love them. Like, I always insist I'm I'm little. I don't really fall in... I, I personally don't really... Um, I don't connect well with the ABDL system. I, I pushed for um, daily diapers. I pushed for, like, they have, like, little identification tags. I pushed for something that wasn't ABDL that was, mm-hmm. like, little. And I wound up getting that after, like, a, a kind of movement that I had That's started. So but I never really, I don't like adult baby as a term. I don't really like diaper lover as a term. I, yeah. But I have to say, I, I do love diapers. They, 
in a sexy way, in a, in a not sexy, just cutesy way, in a baby way, in an adult way. I, I just, they're, I like, I, I like them a lot. I am completely with you. Uh, which helps, you helped me pick my story because of that. So, yay. Yeah. So that's kind of um, a, a thing that I'm, I'm really appreciative of. Not only that this is something that I love, but something that I realize it's okay to love. And I love having someone else in my life. I love having my partner who both loves wearing diapers, but also looks really good at them. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead. Love that story. You helped me pick my story. So I am a lover of our aesthetic. The, the cutesy baby little aesthetic. So I I I have like like some of my own like uh, appearance issues and security. Like I think everybody kind of does. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I never feel more confident in myself than when I'm wearing a cute diaper and like really playing into the the ABDL aesthetic, like the cute little aesthetic, like. I, I took these pictures of myself uh, recently in my little, like, ruffled diaper cover and, like, a cute baby shirt and a teaser. Yeah. because They're on Twitter. They're on, they're on the Twitterverse. As I felt so cute and I felt so attractive. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, that's probably because, like, I find that image attractive. So, like, seeing it on myself, I'm like, man, attractive, attractive. Um, but it just, it gives me so much confidence. So I, I really love our aesthetic and, like, what these cute outfits and cutesy styles that uh, we have at our fingertips like can do for us. Do you have a story about a time where like your style aesthetic like really meant a lot to you? (laughs) Uh, I do but it changes into another story. Go ahead. Okay so I when I pretty much first met you like really early into our relationship I, I was really struggling to uh, be little in front of you, let alone other people, like like dress in the whole attire and everything, because I'd only ever done it with like partners and only oh, very, very sure. secretly. Yeah. Um, but you wanted to take me out for a fun evening, so you insisted upon upon uh, me dressing up all cute, and I wound up in like like a cute skirt and like a cute shirt and a very thick, probably showing diaper, and uh, you. We, our ultimate destination was the mall, but I'll get into that. Uh, I was so wrapped up in how cute and soft and adorable I, I felt like I looked that all of my insecurities and, and worries about the location or being in public or anything were just like like background noise. They were muted and muffled because I was so I felt so sweet and childish and charming. Um, and it was really, really nice and lovely. And then... You took me to the mall to get my first, like, real stuffy, which was Paige, my Build-A-Bear, and I love her, and it was really cute, and I, I, it was a really wonderful day, and I loved it. And I, I'm also, like, a lover of our lifestyle, because, like, we can have such non-traditional, uh, experiences. Like, getting taken to the mall and going to Build-A-Bear... It sounds like such a boring thing to yeah, some people. But it is one of my fondest memories in this world. Having the build a bear person talk down to me like I'm a six year old while I'm like padded and blushy and feeling cute and sweet and like adorable. Like it's it's it is one of my favorite core memories and I love it. 
I think that really comes back to the idea that, like, oh, well, maybe this isn't something that we should enjoy. But there are people who go to a bookstore and Mm -hmm. feel that way. They walk into a bookstore, they get to explore, look at books, even if they don't buy anything, even if they don't read anything, they get that joy of if someone says, hey, let's go to the bookstore today, that's how they feel. Or let's go to the movies, or let's go look at fishing lures, or, like, there's just this... you can like stuff like you can just you can just enjoy being around and being immersed in a thing and like you said our aesthetic is we we take these childish things and we Mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. make them our own and make them a part of us and i don't think that's really any different than like someone who has a hobby of knitting and they go and they just admire yarn all day Mm -hmm. like it makes them feel good and they love it and are they a professional knitter are they going to sit there and and make sweaters and sell them for 85 dollars on etsy no maybe they just like playing around with it and and doing yarn it's like we're not actual children we aren't Mm -hmm. kids and in this weird metaphor that makes them the professionals yes this is a hobby for us but it's it's a hobby we can still enjoy just because we're not we're not like the the ideal consumer we're mm-hmm. not we're not the people going and buying the six hundred dollar lures from Pro Bass <laughs> but you can still go and look at the lures and have a good time. I know my mommy because she makes a lot of clothes. She's like a seamstress and all that stuff. She loves loves going to Joanne. It's her passion. If we pass by a Joanne, she points at it and gets all excited. She's like, we gotta go in there. And even if she doesn't buy anything. She'll just look at every piece of fabric and she'll be like, wow, look at this one. And I'm like, I, that, it, it looks remarkably similar to that one. She's like, no, they're nothing alike. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but she, she loves it. And it's, it's very similar to that. This is me whenever a new diaper comes out and I'm sitting there like, we have to, we have to buy it. We have to try look them out. It. We have to examine them in depth. We're we have to talk do about a, them on a, our show for half an hour. An unboxing on our show. <laughs> But yeah, so it's 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 okay to to love things, even if that if that thing's like unconventional. Like it's okay to love things. So that brings me to another thing that I wanted to talk about, actually, okay. because we had a question, and this was something that came up in, and I kind of wanted to make this into a topic, but I think it fits here really well. Mm-hmm. Someone asked this question of us in our on our Discord, and they said, um, like, hey, does being little ever? get in the way of your life like does being little ever cause problems or like do you have stories where being little interfered with something in a bad way (laughs) and i am really happy to say in an almost surprising way um not really yeah i I... let, let me let me let me tell a story okay I went to an aquarium. I'm pretty sure I've told this story before. Um, And this is actually when I told Mark that I was little. Yeah. Um, But I went to an aquarium. It was Chicago's Shedd Aquarium and Field Museum. And Mm -hmm. um, I was with classmates. I was in college. I I was there. And I was with other adults. And we just went because we were bored and needed to kill a day. <laughs> and um, I was so little at this place. This experience of me being little, I was so excitable. I was so passionate. I would like run up to things. I would disregard the rules. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that I think that in society you should get in trouble for. When, yeah. when an adult starts doing things they shouldn't because they're overexcited, it's usually like, oh 
did your little stuff get you in trouble? But not only did I not get in trouble from a museum perspective, but my friends were so enamored with me. Oh, they were so hyped. They were so happy. Look how how joyous she is. Sophie's so into this. She loves fish. I love how excited she is, and I love how into this she is. And oh my gosh, some of them are so impressed with me. They're like, oh my gosh, you just went up and talked to that person about that fish for like 20 minutes. That's crazy. Like, why did you do that? I was like, I just wanted to. And they're like, you just do what you want to do. And like, it's almost like this childish mentality that Mm -hmm. I get when I'm little. Instead of being a huge detriment to the world around me or causing problems for me, it it's almost inspiring to people that that being myself it it ebbs away my anxieties <laughs> it makes me more more compassionate more thoughtful more more immersed and not only does that not cause me problems but people genuinely love it about me they we, sure do we were at um we were in new england visiting casa for casacon and um we went to a, a uh, um, aquarium there, and I bought this little octopus with a I magnet on it. I love that thing. And it sticks on your shirt because it's like magnetic. So, mm-hmm. like, you put the little magnet on Underneath your shirt. The and top, I yeah. put it on my shoulder, and I walked around, and this was with other littles. It was like 10 other littles. Yeah. And um, I walked around with this octopus on my shoulder as we were getting food and stuff. And, like, I think three or four of them literally was were like Sophie. How are you doing that? How are that? you doing that? Like, that's so impressive. <laughs> How, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I just want to. And they're like, you just want to do something, so you do it? I'm like, yeah, kind of. Like, if it's not hurting anyone, why not? And not only not only did they really love that I had this energy that I could go and be childish in public, mm-hmm. I got compliments from other people. Oh, people I got compliments from other adults. I got compliments from children yeah. that we went by. They're just like... That is awesome. And I'm like, thanks, I got it at the aquarium. You should go there. <laughs> and like it was it was wonderful. Being like being little I'm a lover of the person I can be because of my littleness. That's a great way to put it. I'm I'm so happy that this is who I get to be. Not that not that You're I so have cute. to be. Oh my god. Fifteen year old me would have been like, I want this gone. I don't wanna be this. And mm-hmm. present me is just like I'm, I'm so a little ball of sunshine. Happy that I have a thing in my life that makes me feel this way. Yeah, that's so cute. So, I get to be the cloud of darkness. Oh, hi, Kimmy. Hi, sunshine. Oh, that's me. You are a little ball of sunshine. Thanks. But I have a story. Okay. And it's a sad one. Okay. It's the opposite of yours. Okay. So, has littleness or my fetishes ever negatively impacted my life? Absolutely. I was married to a vanilla. I don't know if you remember that part of my life. It's come up a few times. I wasn't in that situation for very long (laughs) after I met you because my vanilla relationship was abusive and I was being abused and wonderful Sophie got me out of that. But for a lot of people, I know it's not just me and excuse me if I cry um for a lot of people who don't have an outlet for this littleness it gets pent up and you want it so bad you just want those feelings and it's this part of you that you're not allowed to express and my ex would use it against me if I wanted some little time 
if I wanted to be cuddled, if I wanted to wear a diaper, mm -hmm. then I had to give something in exchange. Hmm. I've been in relationships like that. And has it ever negatively, negatively affected me? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes, because you want it so badly. There's just this part of you. And you say yes to things that you wouldn't say yes to otherwise. And it makes it really hard for me to ask for things now. Hmm. Um, my daddy loves me a lot. She's incredible. But I have such a hard time asking for things, so I have such a hard time. I know. I bought arm and leg binders. Right? Mm -hmm. I haven't tried them on yet. And I took them over to Daddy's place. And I told her at the beginning of the visit, I'm like, this is really important to me. And it took so much effort just to express that. This is really important to me. And I really want to try these on because I don't even know if they fit. And I want, I, we don't even have to do anything. I just want to cuddle. And we didn't. She was too tired. And it was so hard for me to ask in the first place. And then when she didn't have time, when she didn't have the energy, all I could think of was being back with my ex who would use it against me. And to all of our friends out there who are struggling, who might listen to this and feel jealous and like, oh my God, you guys have the perfect life. I want you to know that you're not alone and that it hurts when you can't express that part of yourself and it sucks when somebody uses it against you. And I'm sorry that happened to you. So, Kimmy, I want to ask, because I, uh, I have a lot to say on that, but um, how do you feel about your little stuff now? Now I live in a very supportive environment. Mm -hmm. And I'm a ray of sunshine, just like you. <laughs> we have those same experiences. Uh, my best friend in the whole world described it as having a license to be adorable. <laughs> and when he said that, it like changed my entire outlook on life. Because it's like, yes, I do. And it is adorable. And my ex is a fucking monster. And I feel really good about it now. Like, we were walking the other day and I complimented that guy on mowing his lawn. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cute. Because that's just the person dude, I am. That dude was so hype. Yeah. He was like, thank you for noticing. I say nice things to people all the time. And that's part of my littleness. I say with conviction that all you need to make a new friend is to say they're your friend. I was really upset that you wouldn't go to the concert with me a month or two ago. Nobody would. Everybody turned me down. And you so said specifically, eh, you'll be fine. You won't be alone for long. 
Yeah, I was I so mad that. at you. I was so <laughs> no mad at you for saying that because you were like invalidating my unhappiness at going alone. And it wasn't until I had been there for 10 minutes I made a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> you but, sent a picture and you're like, this is me and my new friend that I just made. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like Kimmy. And then I was like, well, that's what she meant. She never meant to invalidate my feelings. She meant like literally I can't go 10 minutes without making a new friend. And that's my littleness being a part of my personality in a way that you specifically gave me the freedom to do. So thank you once again for saving my life. Faux show. (laughs) (laughs) That's your response to that? Okay, so actually you bring up an interesting point. I'm, I'm talking here about like how littleness is such a positive, influential, amazing thing on my life. And I'm, I'm really talking about why I'm such a lover of who I am because of it. But at the same time, the reason why I brought up this topic in the first place is because people joined our server because I wasn't happy, because I still had problems, and because I expressed those things on our show in a way I probably normally wouldn't. And I do think that I'm being um, almost, I think I'm pigeonholing this conversation into all this positive stuff because that is what I want to convey about how I am now. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I realize that that can be alienating. So I think your story is really good. And I I want to bring up, I, before my mommy and before Lyra, I was in a relationship that it was very similar like not only but she she even liked baby stuff she was even into it and would accommodate me but everything was so transactional anytime i wanted to be little or wanted to ask for something it it was it was a battle and it it really took a toll on my littleness (coughs) to the point where i felt i almost couldn't be little without (laughs) basically making it a mandatory experience for her and it was devastating because like you said it builds it it gets pent up and um Honestly, I think if it wasn't for my littleness causing a lot of mental health problems for me at the time, I would still be in that relationship. I think that I think that if I wasn't little, I'd still be with her and I'd be married to her and I wouldn't live with you guys anymore and I'd probably be miserable. Probably. Little littleness aside, I think I would just have been miserable. That sucks. Nobody wanted you to go. I and know. every time I saw you two fight, it was like, ah, shit, it's my ex. <laughs> every single time. Yeah. But, I mean, the the fact that my littleness actually reacted badly and was a problem, that problem got me out of a situation I didn't want to actually be in anyway, and I didn't mm-hmm. know I didn't want to be in it. And it's actually kind of similar with yours. Like, I'm sure that... Littleness aside, if that was not a, an issue and you weren't little and that wasn't a thing that you had to deal with, you still would have been unhappy in that relationship. Oh, yeah, it, definitely. It can definitely be a, a good uh, weeding out mechanism, I think. my I have some bad stories of the same, but uh, I, without going too much into them, the that relationship ended when my, my former partner tried to weaponize my littleness when we were having, like, a real argument and tried to bring bring, like my my kink into like a real serious discussion and belittle me and not like in a fun way and i was like hey you just got a red flag that's that's not good so like littleness can be like a really good way to uh see who will like be understanding see who will prioritize like 
you over their wants sometimes who it's a good filter that reminds me of your story with your ex about um smoking that was the one i wasn't gonna bring up <laughs> you sh- okay you should talk okay. about it okay so the same ex i uh i they were a smoker and i was not a lover of that because i was really worried about their health and there's like i'm not judging anybody but this this person was my partner and i was like i i don't want I'm worried about you taking this this risk because they're dangerous. Like smoking cigarettes is dangerous, um, and uh, to circumvent me nagging them, basically, they manipulated my littleness to turn it into a, a little game to have me like pop the menthol bubble thing in their cigarettes. They said like pop the menthol in mommy's cigarettes and. Looking back, that really sucks. And even saying that made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. But, like... Ugh, blah. Uh, you tried to associate, like... Um, my soft little feelings and caregiver with, feelings. With, like, the sm- smell of smoke and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. smoking. Yeah. And that really sucks. Because, like... I mean, for obvious reasons that that sucks. Um, but, ultimately, it was my littleness and also like my respect for myself that like helped get me out of that relationship it it allowed me to see the red flags and it is really hard to say no to somebody who is finally giving you oh, this yeah. thing that you always bit. wanted your little whole bit of life it. yeah but it, it can make it really easy to see like when you should say no and i think that's important have a happy story you should say a happy story. Oh yeah. Would you would you say that I am a lover of life? Oh, for yes. sure. Probably more than me. Not more than me. So <laughs> I mean, I don't have plants in my room. <laughs> I my, was my room is dead scientific. <laughs> I was more saying that my patron god is Dionysus, but yeah. <laughs> uh so I want to tell the story of my friend who convinced me to get on antidepressants. Okay. And it goes back to your 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 filter idea, right? A littleness as a filter. Because yeah. if yeah. they can't handle your littleness, yeah. if they're going to use it against you, mm-hmm. they're not a good partner it's, for you in the long run. I want to I want to frame it. If they're going to use your littleness against you, like what what aren't they willing to do? Exactly. That's, oh my gosh, I have yeah. a story for this too. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, I had this friend, and she was on crutches. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she was the happiest person I'd ever met in my life. But she needed crutches to walk. One of her legs did not work right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I met her at a physical activity. Like, she had a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. She was always sunny and always happy. And even though everything was ten times harder for her, she always smiled. Also, she came out as gay, like, the first time I met her. (laughs) So it was, like, bonus points. That's fair. And I knew that I had to be friends with this sunshiny person Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. this activity. And I I had to. I had this compulsion to be friends with her because she was... I gravitated toward her. Mm -hmm. And so I would wait after the activity and I would hang out with her. And I, hey, I, I know you don't need it. But would you like me to carry your bag for you? Like, I know you can do it on your own. Yeah. But I would like to help you if you want my help. Mm-hmm. 
and respecting her autonomy and being genuine and helpful, we hit it off like that. <laughs> and so we'd hang out every day. And then things started to go downhill in my relationship. Yeah. And things started to get really bad. Yeah. And, and things got really, really dark. And I was in a bad place. Mm-hmm. And I had it in my head, like, well, I can't take antidepressants because that'll change who oh, I am. Oh, my gosh. That was lodged in my head for so long. I don't know. I it, It'll change who I am. I don't need them. I'll be somebody different. <sighs> Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. I wish I'm I could. I'm a therapist. <laughs> and I had the exact same thoughts Every, for, like, I, most of my life. Everybody goes through it. Yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't until I was talking to her one day and she was like, oh, yeah, my wife knows if I've missed a dose. (laughs) And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I'm I'm on antidepressants. I take them every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, you? But you're so sunny all the time. Oh, my gosh. And she's over here like, how do do you think that is? (laughs) She's like, well, yeah, but I'm also chemically imbalanced and i need help yeah to regulate that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like if if you have a broken bone you go to the doctor if you have depression you go to the doctor yeah there's medicine and i was like but i'm scared and she's like sweetie i'm here for you to talk to every day and i'm happy to help you through this that's so and i only got on them because she was like yeah it's fine doesn't change who you are everything's gonna be fine mm-hmm. it'll help mm-hmm. that's so cute i um <laughs> when i i was in a relationship recently um like since breaking up with my long-term partner before mm-hmm. and having a lot of stuff like that and um i didn't really it was actually while we were doing the show and while we were recording the show and stuff and i just i didn't talk about it because um it was a weird relationship, and I didn't really know how it was going to go. Yeah. And I, I don't like to talk about a lot of things on the show that can, like, interfere with consistency in sort of our lives. Yeah. And the way our relationship ended, um, I, I did something stupid and was basically a lot of personal trauma got in the way of a lot of other stuff, and I apologized for it, but I'm like, listen, I don't think we can be together. I don't think this is a good relationship. <laughs> and, um... They were mad, predictably, and yeah. I deserved it, and I get it, and I I apologize. I said, I, I totally get it. You have every right to be mad at me. But um, I guess because I wasn't giving enough of a reaction or something, they started yeah. really criticizing my littleness. And not specifically I... my littleness, but one of my um, tr- triggers, I guess, like what, one of what my personal big personal flaw is that mm-hmm. I'm... When I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be seen as someone who is sort of egocentric or willing to put others in a bad position, even a, an inconveniencing or even a burdensome position, mm-hmm. in order for my benefit. It's a huge thing for me. It's always been a huge thing for me. And I think like five years ago or even one year prior or two years prior, it would have had a similar outcome where I would just break down crying and like fall apart because they're insinuating that this thing about me that I know I'm already so afraid of yes, is, is true is true and that and honestly it is true in a way I, I am a selfless person but I'm also a selfish person because when I am little 
I like that. I like being this. And actually, this is the reason why I think that this worked out for me is because I saw Encanto. <laughs> and in Encanto, there's a scene where, like, a character is talking about, like, well, like, what about if I don't want to be perfect? What mm-hmm. if I want to have flaws? And those are things that I like about myself, even if they are bad, even if they're not healthy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. <laughs> this this idea, and I'm saying this as a therapist, which I know is weird um this idea of there being a healthy way to live a healthy way to be is the implication that there's a right way to be mm-hmm. and we've moved from a society from a standpoint of you're so screwed up you're such you're you're a big a problem you're an abuser you're this and we've moved a little bit into this idea of well you need to work on that that's mm-hmm. something you need to improve upon yeah. And I see a lot of people, um, both as a therapist, like clientele who come in and say this to me, but also something that I say to other people, like, I'll be like, yeah, I am this way. I am working on that. That is something I'm working on. Mm -hmm. But it also, it creates this sort of illusion that... We should always be climbing. There's never, like, an end point. Well, I mean, I agree that we should always be growing. There is never an end point. But I think that it, it implies that every mistake, every bad thing, quote unquote bad, every subjectively bad thing about you is something that needs to be fixed and repaired and that mm-hmm. you need to be working on. So you do, if I do something that upsets you, like if I say something and you go, oh my gosh, like that sucked. Why would you say that? That's something I have to work on. But it might not be like if, if I like the way that I am, like I am, for instance, a candid person. I, I'm honest. I tell the truth. I'm direct because I try not to be mean about it. But like last night you made a cookie and you're like, Oh, Sophie, what do you think about this cookie? And I'm like, I don't like this at all. (laughs) And you're like, what? And I'm like, I don't like this. It's just not that good. Mm -hmm. And you worked really hard on it. And I'm like, I get it. Other people probably like it. It's not my flavor palette. I'm not into it. But it's because I say those things that enable you to know that when I say, oh my gosh, I love this, I actually love this. Yeah, it it gives weight to the other side of things. Um, But this is something that a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, like you have to work on that, the way you delivered that, or you upset so-and-so, so so that's your problem. But like, I I don't think it is. And (sighs) my selfishness, my personal want of people kind of coddling me, kind of babying me in a passive way, kind of me being the princess of the house. I am the princess of the house. I know I am. Um, I want it. I know it's quote unquote unhealthy, which I don't think is the right word here, but I know Mm -hmm. it's, I know it's not perfect and it's not exactly what everyone wants, but I want it. And I'm allowed to want something that isn't perfect. Like I'm allowed to not be perfect. Absolutely. So I want to circle back to a thing that you said in that. Sure. You said that this implies that there's a right way to do things. Yeah. I got an ask on Tumblr this morning. Uh Uh-huh. What are you going to do after your kink life? What is... (laughs) Are you going to get married? Have you ever thought about having children? (laughs) What does that mean, after? This is what I I said. It's like, well, if you know my journey, you know that I was married for 13 years. What do you you mean, after? Before my kink life. Is it it like you're, like, experimenting? You're, like, off at the monastery, like, living, like, like trying to find your your inner peace, and then then you're going to go buy a picket fence. Well, see, I had the picket fence, and it sucked. And it took me 
days to paint that picket fence. It took me days to power wash that picket fence. It was on an acre of land with a border collie happily barking behind the pickets. I don't like dogs. <laughs> My ex liked dogs. I... I was living the perfect life. And you hated it. And I hated it. And I was stifled in it. And the thing is, there is no right way. Yeah. Society may say, school, dating, marriage, children, this is the right way to life. Yeah. There is no right way. Maybe that's the, the correct way for a lot of people. But you know what? There is no right way. There's a whole lot of wrong ways. Oh, there's so there many wrong so ways. There are so many wrong ways. I, um... <laughs> th- this, is, this is a whole thing, because I this is a realization I've had to come to a lot, where, like, remember our episode where we talked about If I'm Polly, and that changed a lot of my perceptions, and, like, suddenly I don't want to not live with you guys. Like, yeah. that was always my plan, because it was what I thought I had to You're do. You're supposed to. And You're I always assumed to. that, inevitably, when I get a partner... I'm going to wind up moving in with them and moving out. And uh, Lyra's the first person I've actually, like, kind of talked to about the sense, the whole breakup Mm -hmm. and a serious long-term partner. And I'm like, I don't really want to move out from my friends. I don't want to leave them behind. She's like, good, I want to move in with your friends. They're they're, (laughs) they're cool as hell. And I'm like, oh, that's doable? And she's like, yeah, that sounds great. Because I just kind of assumed no one would ever want that with me. And it means so much to me that she does. That's one of the things I I am most a lover of of our of our shared kink. It, it gives this unique and special common ground that allows us to forge these really tight and strong bonds that a lot of things don't allow you to do. Like it's allowed us to to make a community and make friendships that. Uh, they start off stronger than a lot of the friendships I've already made and stuff. And they allow us to, to connect with each other because there's a, a base level of understanding in each other's journey and like thoughts and feelings and stuff. Like I, I, I love that. And I love the, the kinds of like communities we can create, whether it's like our household or like our discord or even like our little Twitter, Twitter communities. And I just, I love that. I, and honestly, it's because of you and your mommy that I even considered this because I, you, you guys are talking about like, Hey, what does our relationship look like moving forward and stuff? And like a year ago you were talking about it and Liv's just like, yeah, I'm going to move in with you guys. Like, obviously that's the next step. Like that's, that's where we're going in the future. Mm -hmm. Like that, it wasn't even like a Chloe's going to move out with me and we're going to live on our own together thing. It was just like, no, you guys were okay with that. And I was like, can I find someone that's okay with that? Is that straight legal? (laughs) Can I do that? Anyway, I want to digress back to this breakup thing because. Regress. I want to regress and digress simultaneously back to this wake up thing and then (laughs) i'm glad you like that joke (laughs) but um during this breakup they threw this back at me and they Mm -hmm. said like hey like you're just being selfish this is like this is just like you to want to be the princess and have everything go your way and blah 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 and for the first time ever um literally i think ever i said hey stop and they didn't and that was disrespectful to my boundaries and i was like listen i i like who i am 
Mm-hmm. I love who I am. And yeah, that I do have flaws and I do have problems, but that doesn't mean those are things that I need to be fixing or, or whatever. If I love things about myself, then those aren't flaws to me, you know? Absolutely. And I want to be around people who know that those aren't flaws, that those are me. If I wanted to work on it, if I wanted to, if I wanted to make this into something that I, I grow from and I, I want to get better on it, then mm-hmm. yeah, sure, absolutely. That's something that I should be doing. But if I don't, if like this is truly who I want to be, there's, there's this part in couples therapy where um, I, I call it like transactional incompatibility. Mm-hmm. Relationships are inherently a bit transactional. People think that this means that they're equal, and that's not exactly true, but they should be equitable in some yeah. capacity. They should be like, yeah, if I want to be little and I want to act this way and the other person doesn't really want that, but they're willing to do that for me and they want to do that for me and then I do something similar for them. But those things that I want that they might not want and those things that they want that I might not want need to be compatible in that I need to be willing and wanting to do those things even this falls into a weird definitional issue of the term want because people are always like well i want you to want this not just want it for me and blah blah blah. listen if someone wants something for you that's fine that's that's fine as long as they want it for you because that's what they want and it's not so they get something out of it like and knowing that my quote-unquote flaws or things that others might interpret as my flaws is something that they don't want that they want to see change or want to be different that, mm-hmm. that they're willing to bring it up in conversation in a in a way to hurt me yeah like that's like then obviously i shouldn't be with you or around yes. you like that is it's that simple because i i don't have a problem being selfish with you guys like i'm still struggling a lot to be selfish with Lyra. Like mm-hmm. a lot. Like I'm 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 having a hard time with it. But I'm to the point where I am perfectly capable of being selfish with you and Pudding and mm-hmm. uh Kimmy, I think. I'm still working on Mark and even Liv sometimes I'm not good at being selfish with. Mm-hmm. Um but those are things that I I I work on and I've never ever been admonished by you guys for being that way because you like that part about me. Absolutely. You like a part about me that I like about me. And that's enough. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to have everything exactly the way uh, it should be, quote unquote. And this is why, as a therapist, I'm very humanistic. You come to my office and you say, hey, I want to smoke crack once a week instead of twice a week. And I'll be like, cool, let's work on that together. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, no, you need to not smoke crack at all. Because if, if, if it's what you want to do, I don't think it's my place or anyone's place to get in the way of your wants as long as you're not hurting anyone. I And I mean, there's the argument of like, well, if you're doing crack, that could hurt you and blah, blah, blah. In which case, we would definitely talk about safe practices, yeah. making sure that you are in a position where you're not going to actually, like, maybe at this, the place you are. I actually had a client that I dealt with who was a drug user, and instead of working on reducing that, it was always making sure that she was in a place where she couldn't like would not hurt or be around her family that her 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 kid was taken care of being babysat Mm -hmm. that she was never at home that it was never around her kids that it was never like it was a totally like it was a way of making her safe i i can guarantee you that was probably more effective for her her extremely i people have to 
want to change something or they really won't do it no matter how much you like beat them over the head with it and like in therapy like your therapist job should be there to like ask you what do you want to change not what should we change about you yes but what how do you want to move forward and i think that when you're having this discussion with people because i think a lot of people are going to listen to this episode and go well this is just a way for people to say well this is who i am and you need to get used to it and blah 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 and in which case if that's who they are and you don't want to get used to it then just don't hit don't. the bricks like just leave because there there is going there has to be a want to change if mm-hmm. someone is saying well this is who i am then that's who you need to take them for that's who yep. they are and if that's not okay then you need to move on like and for that person people moving on from them might be the wake up call they need to want to stop being that person it's yeah relationships are wild and i'm not speaking exclusively romantic relationships or sexual relationships but i'm talking about friendships i see people all the time i have friends who bicker like incessantly and then they vent about each other behind their backs and like talk to me about it and they're like i can't believe that so and so did this i can't believe this person did that Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. people come to me and they're like this person's really upsetting me and um oh a big thing is pudding is a confrontational person um in that she is flippant she's kind of passive about stuff but also like directly passive she's australian and and that's the thing it's cultural for her she grew up that way and honestly something she's working on because Mm -hmm. she doesn't like being that way all the time but it still ruffles feathers and it causes problems because her culture culturally australians are very brash and aggressively pointed they they just they go at something and they're like i don't see why this is a problem just fix it address it this is how i feel and like and also to an australian having a fundamental incompatibility it's like oh i feel uh this way about this oh that's fucking stupid and then (laughs) cool you want to get a drink like i mean it doesn't have to be the end of the world but to a lot of more american people who we deal with they're like oh my gosh i can't believe she said that i it's just a it's a total cultural difference but sometimes i'll hear someone complain about pudding or i'll hear pudding complain about someone and i just look at them and i'm like guys like that's who they are like what are you expecting and they're like well so and so needs to stop acting this way it's like they're not gonna they won't like if you can't be okay with that then stop being around them but like understand that just because they act that way doesn't mean it's wrong or bad it's just like sometimes that's how people are sometimes Mm -hmm. people don't even realize they're doing it sometimes it's people's coping mechanisms it's saying like oh i don't like how they're passive aggressive and it's like yeah that's definitely something they should maybe go to therapy and work on but also at the same time just saying stop being passive aggressive passive aggression could be the thing that they learned in their childhood that keeps them going like mm-hmm. like taking away people's defense mechanisms without serious discussion with a <laughs> professional is not always a good idea the implication that you can tell someone that's a bad thing about you and you need to change it is terrible you don't control other people. You control your actions. You control your wants and your needs and your growth. You can be informed by other people, but you can't expect yourself and the things you say to just make someone different. They're That's not going to be different. You need to respect their autonomy and their decision making. So much of this community and so much of this show is about just interconnectivity it's about we share something in common mm-hmm. but for all of us liking diapers for all of us being lovers of, of baby and little stuff there's a thousand differences here 
And navigating those differences is hard. And you need to be understanding. You need to be thoughtful. And you need to know that they're not you. They're not going to act the way you want them to act all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that needs to be okay. You don't have to love someone to like them. That's true. You don't have to find someone perfect to love them. You don't... uh, People have to understand that part of community, part of society, is seeing differences and accepting those differences. And that goes for little stuff as well when you're talking about people outside of the little community. Actually, I have a story. (laughs) Yeah. We're back on track. Okay. Okay, we went to CasaCon, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And this was the first... One one of our friends, Bun, um, she has a girlfriend um, who is more new to a lot of little stuff. And... This was the first real event thing that they had been to together. Um, It's the first time that she got to really experience Littles other than her partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so so we had this sort of party thing, this get-together, and we all got to know each other a little bit. And um, she's so interested in what is going on in learning and understanding and getting to know us. And you would expect someone kind of in this position, I think, to be more shy or reserved or scrutinous. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't. She was very involved and interested and participatory. And not just in her own little, like you would expect. Yeah, she was engaged with everybody. She was participatory in everyone. And what I really remember is... Chloe came into the room. <laughs> no. And she was she was dressed in this cute little onesie and a diaper. We don't have to talk about that. And she had a pacifier clip to her shirt and I know it can be hard for littles to be around people who aren't littles or don't know the scene oh, super well. But Chloe came out dressed like this. And Bun's girlfriend took one look at her pointed with her finger and said baby <laughs> i i i was i was obliterated i was so caught off guard i i swear i looked like a deer in the headlights and my my cheeks were just so flush and i'm like what me <laughs> and, and it just uh, it really goes to show this 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 woman's actions I when I when I heard that someone was coming who wasn't really into baby stuff mm-hmm. and like was just really kind of new to the experience other than just taking care of her nervous. girlfriend and I know this from personal experience because I've had a girlfriend that was in a similar position, um, it was it was wild to see the way that she just was so engaged it, and so it was interactive. Also really comforting. <laughs> it was so comforting. And that whole baby meme is something now that we we all do all the time. Oh, Someone yeah. walks into a room and we all point and shout baby. And it's so cute. And it's it really goes to show people don't have to be little or be even interested individually. Like, like I bet if they broke up, like, Bun's girlfriend isn't going to go and be like, ah, yes, I need to go baby another person. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and same with... Um, honestly, like, my mommy. Mm-hmm. If my mommy and I ever broke up, 
I don't think she would go look for another little because that's not her thing, but it doesn't have to be. She finds so much joy and love in this this thing that she doesn't... She, it's not even her thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, it's one of the things I, I love most about both, like, being little and just, like, people in general of uh, people's ability to... And almost, like, desire and drive to engage and adapt and understand each other. Your mommy's the same way, actually. Oh, like, 100%. Like, she's not into baby stuff, but when it comes to, like, you and your relationship, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now that she's, like, more ingrained in the community and the way that she can participate in it with, the like, the, the sewing and the, the, the clothes making and making little pacifier clips and the way that she participates is so mm-hmm. her own and she finds love in it. And But it's not her thing, but she still finds love in it. And I, I just adore that. I, it, <laughs> though a re- relationship is transactional, I don't think that that means that you have to do things you don't want to do for mm-hmm. the other person. Part of, part of it is loving what the other person loves, but also part of it is only participating as far as you want to participate. And, and then it comes down to that compatibility where if those two things can't line up in any way that makes you both happy, then there's no way to say I'll do this if you do this and be happy about it yeah, like you, I, you can't be happy about it the the real truth is and that this is okay not everybody's compatible and like but that's 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 okay and normal you know you can accept things about people and appreciate things about people and still go but this isn't good for me and yeah. this isn't what I like and this isn't what I want absolutely that's okay and it's okay to say that it's okay to be like hey I I like you and a lot of the things you're you can accomplish and a lot of these specific things about you, but these other things about you really upset me because of the way I am and the way I was brought up and the way that I think about things. And I know it's not your fault and you're not a bad person. I just don't like you. That's and you true. can just say, I just don't like you. And it's not a reflection on them. It's a reflection on your, your, your compatibility. It's a reflection on the fact you're two individuals, different people, and you don't have to like each other. Absolutely. But also means that you don't have to be assholes to each other either. You can just like be like, hey, we're not friends. That's fine. See ya. Like, it's okay. You can be civil. Absolutely. Okay. I have another story. Okay. We're, we're, we're pretty far on time, but, uh. I know, but I think a lot of that was, um, very personable and like very kind of serious. And mm-hmm. I wanted to end on a thing about love. Okay. I think that's a good it's idea. It's a little bit more fun. I think that's a good idea. It's a story I have not shared before. I don't Ooh. think I've shared it. I might have. I don't think so. Well, that's fun. Um, it's it's a story I haven't shared before um, because it's embarrassing. And I I love being embarrassed. <laughs> so I'm going to go for this. Alrighty. Um, over. Christmas this year mm-hmm. my mommy and I we don't usually spend Christmas together but we usually spend like the next day or the previous day together or something like that that's mm-hmm. really normal for us um we went to a hot tub so it's like a public hot tub place where you can go and you can like soak in a hot tub for X amount of hours yeah, I know or what you're talking about. I love and, that place um we we went there because she loves swimming it's mm-hmm. her thing I hate swimming <laughs> I listen I why? I, I hate, I don't like my hair getting wet. I don't like, I don't like myself in bathing suits. I'm, I'm not really big on it in general. But That's like, fair. Sh- it's her thing. And I'm like, I, I mean, like, I hate swimming, but I, I don't mind, like, I don't mind 
doing the swimming. It's just like the after part. It's really irritating and frustrating. And my hair's wet and blah, blah, blah. Definitely. Moving on. um, I know she really loves it and she's wanted to go here for a while. So I'm like, listen, let's do it. So we went and um, showed me to bring a swim diaper. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Uh, It's really nice. And um, we, uh, I, I put on a swim diaper and I put on my bathing suit top and she put on her bathing suit and we got in this water and we're just being cute. We could play our own music. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. private. It was personal. It was very romantic. That's adorable. And um, we got lewd. <laughs> as, as, as couples are, are, are inclined to do. Um, and um, wound up sort of like kind of on her lap. And she was, like, kind of bouncing me on her knee. Mm-hmm. And my legs were around her and kind of, like, grinding up against her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you. I don't like swimming. I don't like water. It's not my thing. She also intrinsically doesn't like baby all that much. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's into diapers. It's not like... yeah age play is like her kink we were in this hot tub and it is this amalgam of my interests being this soft cute little girl Mm -hmm. on her mommy's lap and her interests of sitting in warm water and getting to relax and listen to music and it's her version of self-care and the combination of these two things was so divine. Yeah. For a few reasons, and I'll explain them. One, when you're in water, you're pretty light. So That's I felt true. very baby. Small and baby. I felt very cute. I felt very, um, you know, just... <laughs> I felt... I felt little in her arms, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, being bounced on her lap is something that I think ordinarily would, like, kind of maybe hurt a little or be uncomfortable for one or, or be both worried of about us. It. Or, yeah, I'd be worried about how much weight I'm putting on her because that's a thing I worry about. Mm-hmm. Same reason that anytime I'm on Lyra's lap, I have the same thing of, like, oh, my gosh. But because you, of the water. Like, so because of the water, it wasn't an issue. And um, I... <laughs> this is the year of twos. We sure is. have talked a lot about how we're I want to acclimatize myself to being more okay with like messing stuff. Uh-huh. And um I have been. I've been doing a pretty good job of this. Um this is technically before then. This is before the thing. But um I've been doing a pretty good job. I've been trying to do it a little bit more. I've been trying to be a bit more flexible. I've actually talked about doing, like, messy stuff with Lyra and, <laughs> like, what that would look like. And, like, it's not something we've done, but it's something that, like, we're both interested in mildly. And, like, I'm trying to expand my horizons on this. Yeah. This bouncing on her lap in this swim diaper, it felt like a diaper. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a full diaper. Yeah, they do because, because they, they fill up with water, with water, and then in and the water, they're so like 
squishy and everything. Mm-hmm. They've and got the, way more weight than the your body. Weights, yeah, the, this shifting of weight. Anyway, this bouncing on her lap mm-hmm. felt like I was being bounced on her lap in a messy diaper. Mm-hmm. And it was this combination of uh, this combination of her thing, her water thing, her swimming thing, mm-hmm. her her thing and my baby thing and my swim diaper and my on her lap thing and it felt like it was just this really perfect moment it was very infantile and very embarrassing and humiliating and um she kept saying all these cute things in my ear about what a little girl i am about how what a baby i am and how like light and how she can bounce me on her lap and like all this stuff and like how she um, like this is gonna be my life from now on. And, I like, love she that. Wants, I know it's it's a whole thing that I like. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, it, it just it was really hot, and um, it was a very very sexy moment for me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm this moment could not have happened in my life mm-hmm. were I not flexible. And accepting and interested and compatible with the people around me. And mm-hmm. also that I have boundaries that I told this girl. Well, I didn't tell her. She guessed. but I remember. Um, <laughs> but that I told her I liked baby stuff. That we've talked about diapers and, like, using diapers. And our words were perfect because I can be open. And mm-hmm. I have boundaries mm-hmm. that I set. And I, she has boundaries that she sets. And we were able to communicate. And we were able to be flexible but also selfish in mm-hmm. this moment because one of her things that she likes is like grinding like like yeah. she's not super big i mean she does like penetrative stuff but like grinding on things is one of her kinks which is something that i've sort of picked up from her a little bit anyway um is this thing about just both of us being willing to share ourselves not compromise ourselves but willing to be flexible with each other mm-hmm. and it culminated in this just amazing amazing experience that i never would have had otherwise so, I'm, I guess, a lover of her. That's cute. A lover of diapers. Labor, mm-hmm, lover mm-hmm. of um, messing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lover of circumstance. Uh, and I guess kind of just a lover of being able to make my own destiny. That's so cute. Um, I I will say, that's an incredible story. That's 10 out of 10. You've definitely never told me that story. And I personally am a lover of that story. (laughs) I I am a lover of how red your cheeks are. (laughs) I am uh, a a lover of the wonderful stories your your mommy uh, creates and allows you to share with the rest of us. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good story. <laughs> Thanks. Um, that's really cute. Thanks. Honestly, I, I love, I love our interest. I love being little because it just means like we can have such unique and fun experiences like that. And I love our show. Me too. And I love our house. Me too. And I don't think any of this would be possible if we weren't little and we weren't who we are. Um... And lastly, I think, and this will be my final time this episode, so you can stop your counter here. I'm a lover of this community. Me too. 
I think that everything that we try to do for each other and to support each other is amazing and the reason the show exists and I think that our um, our discord really shows a lot of that I think um, the quote was join Sophie and Pudding they'll support the shit out of you <laughs> literally and figuratively um, and yeah I want to support as many people as I can that's why my profession is what it is and that's why my personal life this podcast is what it is because I, I just want to show as many people in the world all of the possibilities available to them and that they don't have to hide who they are you're such a cute sexy girl oh my gosh that's adorable what the heck? Anyway, if you think you know how many times we said that word that I can't say again in this episode. The forbidden word. The forbidden word. Please send us that number to our email address at uh, theusualmailbox at gmail.com. It's also in the description. You could win yourself the counter extraordinaire title and a $30 gift card to abdlr.com. Um, I also want to say... There are a lot of people who who send in these numbers, and you're radically wrong. <laughs> I, I'm not saying this is a diss. You're radically you're wrong. You're just, listen, you're babies. I get it. You can't count. It's fine. But I think if this episode has been an example of anything, it's that uh you don't have to know how to count mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in order to count absolutely in order to matter in order to be someone and to be special and each of your emails even when you count wrong um still means something to us and it's super important you guys are super important um and every decision you make every thing that you do to support this community and to support each other uh, matters. It, you all matter. You so, all count. Yeah, you all count. Um. <laughs> so if you send in an email this time, and you get the number wrong, or you get it right and you don't get chosen because of some reason or another, include your name. Not it doesn't have to be like your actual name. Include your online name. Include whatever name you're comfortable with. Include <laughs> whatever name you want. Um. I'm going to send you back a thing. I'm going to make a thing. Um, And then you can have it. And just know that you still count, even if you can't. (laughs) That's so cute. Is that episode? Did we do it? Uh, Yeah. God, that was a long episode. Whew. We almost went over half an hour. <laughs> Imagine if this wasn't a half hour show, uh-huh, Chloe. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's it. We're going to head out and see a movie. Chloe's stuck in diapers for the next, like, what, ten hours? Wow. So she'll have a nice uh, uninter- uninterrupted time Thanks. with the film. And, um, yeah, that's that's it. That's it, everybody. You can join us on Patreon, and you can join this Discord that we keep shilling uh, on this episode at patreon.com slash sophieandpudding. Where? Patreon.com slash sophieandpudding. 
You can also find a lot of our stuff on Twitter at the usual bet. I haven't updated it in a long time just because I've been busy, but I really should do that. Um, you can send us our emails at the usual mailbox at gmail.com. That's in the description. Thank you, Mimi, for helping their theme song. Thank you, Juice, for a wonderful cover art. You can find him at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. In addition, because, I mean, I don't know how, how many people listen to this uh, show this far. Like, maybe once we start saying goodbyes, people just kind of dip out or something. But, like, you shouldn't. We're hilarious. Oh, my God. We've got, some of our um, best bits are after we say thank you, and we think that we're about to sign off. And then we keep talking for, like, five full minutes. Exactly. Um, but Juice uh, has been helping me in putting design book covers for ebook versions of our stories and um if you don't know a lot about the writing aspect of our patreon um while chloe sophie and chloe do the um the usual bet and podcasting stuff sophie and pudding which is what our uh patrons named after Mm -hmm. we have been writing stories for over 10 years for the abdl community we um have written over 60 stories we do a pretty good job i think people like them mm-hmm. um and uh they're very unconventional so if you're kind of like like Ugh, all abdl stories are the same just give one of ours a read <laughs> right um there but juice has been making book covers for epub versions on amazon so you can look on like amazon kindle and you can find those um Notably, I'm telling you this because the one that we just released, we have three up right now, Butterflies, Mac and Oakley, and the one I want to talk about, which is Madison's Code. This is something that I wrote a few years ago for um, my ex that we've talked about in this this podcast episode. Um, I wrote this as a way to introduce her to little stuff in a way that was like sort of a mental health focus and not very diaper specific. If you have anyone that you want to introduce to little stuff from an emotional perspective instead of a sexual one um i recommend checking this book out and not only because i get like royalties on it, <laughs> um but it's called madison's code it's titled madison's code an abdl story for everyone and it is on amazon uh it is one of the main stories i showed my mommy because it uh i think perfectly represents what little stuff means to me it's probably the best story that i've written um <laughs> like from a technical standpoint um and it's, it's the story that made us friends. yes and it's also the story that made kimmy and i friends so uh definitely check it out it's it's worth a read uh it's like twenty-seven thousand words or thirty thousand words or something that means so nothing they, they, they can't even count a squiggly line it's like a, a half the length or maybe a little bit shorter of like a young adult novel um, you can easily get through it in a sitting. Okay. Uh, and lastly, shame on Kimmy for being too cute to scoot. Yeah, shame on Kimmy. Um, but also, thank you, Kimmy, for being on our show and giving such a really good... Um, Heavy emotional story. Yeah, I think it really kind of brought back the uh, sincerity to this conversation instead <laughs> of just talking about things that we really love. Um, you can find her at bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. And you can send her all the messages about, like, what you would do after your kink life comes to an end. <laughs> Terrible. We didn't have a bet. No! I know, we literally finished every single thing. We don't have time! Thing, and we don't have a bet. We have to go to the movie! We don't have a bet. Um. Hmm. Yeah. It's also, like, the end. I don't feel like we could probably, like... We already did the outro. Yeah, like you said, like, what if people don't listen? Like... Uh, okay, how about... 
our show is called The Usual Bet because we used to make something called The Usual Bet. And yeah. That is, uh, like, we make a bet sometime, and then the losers in diapers for, like, 12 hours. Yeah. If they lose that bet, right? Yeah. That's, like, the normal thing that we do. We always do our bets on the show. Okay. What if just sometime between now and next week... We okay. do a bet that's off the show. And we report back It's not on a vote it. or anything. Not like not like a lot of modern bets, but like our old style bets. And then we'll tell people what the bet was. And we'll tell okay. people who won and who lost. That's fun. And then that could that could be like a nice like cross-section of like the origin of the show. Yeah. And I think that's really... I, I like that. All right. Okay. Future usual bet. Future usual bet. Cool. All oh right. my gosh. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>